Well, uh, this is a bit different for us. There's many things going wrong with football, but is anything quite as wrong as us having a scum fan on the podcast when we're not even playing them? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 116 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Obviously, there's been a fairly significant bit of news. And if we don't do a podcast about it, we'll just end up banging on about it for the next three in like five, ten minute chunks. So we might as well just get into it now. Uh, obviously, as always, I'm joined by KC. Hello. And on this occasion, we're joined by a friend of ours, Alex Benison, who, yes, Boo Hiss is a scum fan. But at this rate, maybe not for long, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> you all right, mate? I'm not bad, are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good, all things considered. It's weird. I, I can barely bring myself to think about this Leeds v Liverpool game in a few hours because it's almost like, in the grand scheme of things today, for once, it does not matter. Uh but if we could win, it's one. It's a very rare occasion where the entire country is cheering Leeds on. So it's almost like if anything's going to make us worse, it'll be that. I'm buckling under the pressure. Yeah. So the European Super League Confuck seems all right. Off. Seems all right, doesn't it? <laughs> <sighs> right. We'll try. Nah. I'll try and get. I'll try and power through a few facts before we start going off on one. So, founding clubs, there are 12 founding clubs and there's expected to be three more that are part of it, but they haven't been announced yet. Abroad, you've got Barca, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Juventus. Um, more importantly to us, Scum, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, Arsenal. I'm so, Spurs and Arsenal, I laugh every time I read it. How the fuck are they in the elite? The elite. The elite. Are they... In the elite, in the same way that just anyone that knows the young books is, like it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, I, like the, I do like the idea of these six clubs getting together and just being like, "Sweet!" Yeah. <laughs> so it's backed by J.P. Morgan, who apparently have put in like they've got sort of five billion ready to go. Uh, J.P. Morgan, Ed Woodward used to work for them. They were involved in the Glazers takeover. So it makes sense that they're involved. It sounds like each founding club will get 250 to 300 million per year just for being in it. And that's like three times higher than if you win the Champions League. Um, there's, it's obviously this stuff like this has been on the cards for ages because we know how greedy it is. But this appears to be, even compared to some of the stuff we've seen before, one of the most shameless, bullshit, greedy power grabs you will ever see in anything. Yeah. It just seems that there is, there, there is no other motive to it other than cash. That, like, I, you know, at, at best they can say, well, you know, we play, play a lot of games in Europe and, and we want to restructure it and we're not happy with that, which is fine. Like, you know, the new look Champions League isn't great. Like, I think it's a fairly poor idea. Don't take your bat and ball home and, and say, no, we're going we're gonna to make our own league. Yeah, and instead of blackjack and hookers, it's with big piles of money and zero competition. Yeah, yeah. but Arsenal kicking off about this new European uh, Champions League, like they're going to be fucking in it when the 10th. Mm. Like... Well, that's Why? it. That's it. You you look through the list of, of clubs that are in there. 
you have four of the six English clubs are outside the Champions League places. Juventus are digging their fingernails into fourth to try and hold on to theirs. You, you can see why they've wanted that, you know, that they want this security. Yeah, I do agree that it's absolutely no coincidence that this is happening. This that this is happening now at a time when they are struggling, when a time when they might not get their money. But this is the time it's happening. It's definitely not a coincidence. I uh, I, I I've looked through it all, and other than I'd say other than assholes and Americans, I can't see anyone who's supporting it. Americans yeah. don't really get promotion relegation on the whole, so they don't really see the big deal. And that's cultural. As much as I think it's stupid, it's a cultural thing, fair enough. But I haven't seen anyone that I respect, not one. And not even that I'd... It, other than act, people I actively don't respect are the only opinions that I've heard that are positive about this. Every single person seems to be against it. And that's one of the main reasons for getting you on, Alex, because obviously you support one of these teams. So what was your reaction when you first saw it? Fuck off. <laughs> just, just like, this reared its head, what, summer last year. And all the Premier League teams went, no. And everyone sided with no. Even the teams that were linked to do it. And then they've gone behind everyone's back and decided, nah, fuck it, we're going to go do this anyway. Like, fuck every single chairman that is involved, every single club that's involved. I completely agree with everybody who's saying, right, that's it. De either deduct them points or remove them from your league. Remove them from the Champions, uh, Champions League and Europe, uh, Europa League. They should not be competing for trophies if they're going to branch off and basically try and kill football. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that this idea of because what this is essentially is a mutiny against UEFA and the Champions League. So why should they get another penny from playing in that competition? Because even in losing those semi-finals, they would still rake in several million pounds from that, just in in revenue. So why should why should they be rewarded with any more cash than? Than that and and yeah, yeah. you know it, it is sad that a season will end with either avoid Champions League or giving the trophy to PSG who having finally made it to to this stage and, and looking like they could have won it don't actually get the satisfaction of winning it but unfortunately you, you have you do have to look at um not to go back to a term that Liverpool and Man you were bandying around in the summer but the bigger picture yeah, well, that's one of the things I was going to say. Like, when Alex is saying, oh, it really said before. I mean, the EFL have come out as one of the many, many groups who have said, this is bullshit, we don't support it. But just, like, what, six months ago, they were trying to wave through Project Big Picture and supporting it, which would have given all the voting rights to these six clubs. And everyone said, yeah, but if you give them those voting rights, they will use it to make them rich and everyone else the other. And that's exactly what has happened. So thank Christ they didn't do it. Because we would be totally fucked. Because you couldn't have kicked them out then. 
you would have no recourse. Yeah. Poor no. Southampton, Everton and West Ham just sat there. We've got a vote, but it really doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, I, that's... What, what, what was it? You only needed six... Only nine teams got a vote, and of those nine, you only needed six of the votes. Yeah. It would have been all over. You know, when you just say these things out loud, I, I like the idea that there are people in offices that have said these things out loud and someone's looked at them and gone, fucking genius. Who wouldn't go for that? Yeah. And it, I, won't, I, I know that obviously they did have VFL over a bit of a barrel at the time, you know, they needed money for COVID stuff. But like they... They, it's not like they couldn't have just. This is the thing that's pissed me off with all of this. All of this pandemic should have been a moment for, oh, I'll tell you what, we need to kind of make this game a bit fairer. You know, we need a way to protect the game, protect these clubs. We need to make it more even. We need to stop pushing the finances so far so that when it goes wrong, it goes really wrong. It's a moment for like contrition. And these clubs have gone. The complete opposite way. It's like what? What do you mean? Without into this, what do you mean? This seems like end stage capitalism. You haven't seen it. This is end stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's Wait. let's really, really, really push it even more. Which you know, it, and for those clubs, it will work. And that's the problem with it. That for them, their board members. To their stakeholders, all their job is, is maximise the revenue for the club. And they're just so shameless that they don't give a shit that it might ruin everything else. Now, I can, I can understand that you do have a bit of blinkers on when it's your club. Everyone does. And especially when it's your job. But to be so fucking tone deaf, to, I mean, announcing it now, when the world is how it is, it would have been an insult at like peak growth and everyone's doing really well, you know, in 1998 style. It would have all been, it would have been bad then. But to do it now is just fucking horrific. Yeah. I mean, there's part of me that's thinking PSG are playing the long game here and they're going to wait until, you know, after the Euros, they've been crowned Champions League winners and then go, ah, we'll be part of that uh, European Super League. Uh, you might be a, there might be some truth to that. I have to admit. I also think there's a big part of it that is Qatar World Cup can't really be pissing off all the governing bodies yeah. right now. There's there's a, I think that there is something to do with that as well. Um, just looking like you mentioned the UCL reforms, KC, that they're going to do. Like they're awful, but boy, was it good PR for them to have this mm. amount. You know, it's like, oh, God, I really, really, really don't like this guy that's moved in next door. He seems like the sort that might nick stuff out of my back garden. Oh, really? Well, here's Harold Shipman. <laughs> he's he's going to move in next door instead. And all of a sudden, you're like, ah, well, maybe it's not so bad. Because uh, those reforms, it was, well, it was taking the Champions League to 36 teams from 32. Big group stages guaranteed 10 matches each to get more money and it was like 225 matches total instead of 135 i think 
Uh, and the bit, which all of that I don't, I don't like because it's more football that you don't need. But I can live with that. The bit I don't like is like the biggest four teams based on coefficient that don't qualify would get in. So if Real Madrid have a shite season and finish fifth, they get in anyway. And I hate that. But even that isn't as bad as the Super League. Yeah, I've been I've been banging the drum about uh, you know seeding and things like that in competitions, and this idea of why does the fourth best team in England get a free pass to the group stages of the Champions League? But if you're the champions of San Marino, if if you dare to dream of ever getting to the group stages, you better prepare for eight long, grueling matches in your pre-season just to get there. Hmm. And, you know, this idea of the Champions League, I think when I looked the other day, there's uh, in the Champions League, at the very start, there are 54 nations represented. By the time we get to the group stage, there are 15 left. Yeah. yeah that You know, that's it. You've, you know, and it's amazing that Ferenc Varos got there at all. Yeah, I am. Um, I know you. It's always been a thing for you. It's like one of the big arguments for the only, the only logically sensible argument that I've seen people have for it, which I can give them, is people who've said, "Look, the changes from European Cup to Champions League, and more importantly, the formation of the Premier League was down to greed." You know, the Premier League was even a breakaway, and we go, "So why is this different? It's just the next stage of it." Now, those one, I do think the, when you look at history, the Premier League did actually need to happen in order to progress. I would have rather it was still the Football League in principle. But the difference with us is that they're not a close shop. Yeah, the Premier the, League was formed, but if you're shit in the Premier League, you go down. If you're good in the Football League, you come up. And yeah. that makes all the difference in the world compared to this. The 15 teams that are in it from the start, and then they're going to invite five every year. Like, if, for example, Man United play their 10 games and lose all 10 of them, they're still in it next year and they still get 300 million quid. And they can still, therefore, have way more financial power than just about anyone else in this country, which is basically financial doping of the league. And once, if they were still in the Premier League, if six of the teams by default get 300 million more than the other 14, then that's not a league anymore. So I don't see a way that they can play both. I think it's got to be one or the other. And you need to take this. This is why I honestly think it not just the because my immediate, you know, ah, fuck you reaction was let them go, fuck it, and just kick them out. But now I think about it logically and I still think, no, kick them out. I actually think it's the right thing to do. That's it. Like like you say, you know, at the start of every Premier League season, every team gets handed the same check. Hmm. You know, this this is your income from this competition. Now, yeah. if you quali- if you've qualified for Europe, then yeah, you you know, that is you know, that is extra income. But that is based on performance. You you have earned that money. Hmm. Um but just to go back a little bit, obviously you talk about the break, Premier League breakaway, and uh, yeah, it was. And one of the but one of the big problems of the late eighties and early nineties was that there were the people running football at the time were so far behind on, on and had this fear of television of, of what it would do to, to the extent like it became a rule that you could only show the second half of games because they thought if you televised 
entire football games, people won't go. You know, that it was it's this ancient way of thinking. And and you know, football has you know, Premier League football has proved that attend you know, tele televised games still draw crowds and televised product has just drawn more and more people in. Um, you know, do I like everything that has happened because of that? Not really. You know, there's, there's, you know, there always has been glory supporters, but it's definitely amplified the amount of glory supporters there are in, you know, people who follow teams, you know, because they saw Man United win the league one year and gone, right, those guys. Um, but for the most part, it, like you say, it still carried on the comp the ethos of the competition. You just every division was bumped up one. You still had promotion and relegation. You was, you know then Europe was allowed again. Um, just this idea is it's purely a, it's a television product and, and very little else. I'm under the opinion of. Pretty much everyone, yeah. If they do break off, you you need to kick them out of the league. They can't be in both. It is just financially unfair for everybody else in those competitions. Um, but I am also under the opinion of if you do kick them out, I still think the bottom three of the Prem should go down. I don't think they should get a free pass of, all oh, right, well, there's no relegation this season. Like Sheffield United have been confirmed as relegated already. Just because of this, they shouldn't stay in the Prem. I'm That's... I think the top six of the championship should come up. It's a tough one, that because I know what you mean. Because they those teams, if they go down, do deserve to go down. But I think it's easier legally because the championship is expecting three to go up. If six get kicked out to have three go up and the three that are in remain in. I think that's probably easier to do legally than three down and six up. The, the mm. other side of that, that I've but seen. That, that, is, that is something that, I'll be honest, I haven't really thought about that much. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm not sure on that. But I'm, I'd rather either of them and they get kicked out than, the, than those teams don't get kicked out. Yeah, and the other, the other aspect of that that I've seen is, is a number of people proposing that Celtic and Rangers move. And all I could think is, yeah, but you have the you you're already having this issue with pe with teams jumping ship. That's the issue here. You know, yeah, you can't I then you can't then go ah these guys leaving for the money. But we'll have Celtic and Rangers because they're big clubs. Yeah, the only reason that I give the, a little bit of credence to the Celtic and Rangers idea is because not exclusively this is a much more split issue. But Scottish football fans of not Celtic and Rangers appear to be quite up for it. <laughs> like we'd be all right with it. Uh, Kieran O'Hare, who writes for us for it all together, and is a a very very good writer of ours. I don't know if that's appeared on screen because mine has completely it, crashed. It has, yes, it has. yeah, it's completely crashed as I pressed it. But he's basically saying agree in principle, but could the financial ramifications prevent it? Uh, well, as we've seen with the entire formation of the league, money talks. Um, the thing that I think will stop it being kicked out as much as they're talking about it and threatening it and i don't think it's empty threats i think they mean it but i think that those tv companies will immediately say that's breach of contract and threaten to pull all the money 
And that is the reason why, as much as I want it to happen, I don't think any of these teams are going to get kicked out. I think that this Super League isn't going to happen and there's going to be some sort of middle ground where they basically end up... They're going to get 300 million. They're going to finesse their way into 150 million extra and still staying in the league. Well, I think, is it BT that have already put a statement out saying that they that they support grassroots football and they do not condemn this um, new European Super League and that they believe the league should stay the same as what it is? Mm. So I, I can't imagine... I imagine BT... Well, they threw all the money at the Champions League and the Europa League already, haven't they? So yeah, and this will kill the want, Champions League. So they want that to stay because I think they've got... Is it like another five-year contract they've got with the Champions League mm. or something like that? Whereas Sky Sports, on the other hand, yeah, they'll well, probably go for it. Well, the rumours are, I think Sky Sports and BT, if the rumours are right, Sky and BT will both be dead against this because the rumour is that DAZN have offered to put up X I, billion. Well, I, I did see a brief statement from DAZN saying that they weren't interested. Now, again... Mm. Uh, I, 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 if I remember rightly, and I'll look for it while we continue to talk about it, but yeah, it is it is a case of, of them shopping this around now. And, and for them to get to this point, they must have, I'm not saying in this country or even in Europe, but they must have some concrete connections yeah. for, for decent television deal. I mean, I, I imagine the basis of this deal is a lot of interest in the Far East and Asia. And and that's where I think the starting point will be in terms of television deals. Yeah, there, there'll be a lot of that. I mean, the there was all that stuff on Twitter that we saw. Basically, it was saying, you know, they look at fans like us that, go to, that you know, have been watching the whole time and will go to games and things like that as legacy fans. And there, this is not for us. This is for the new fans. This is for getting a load of people to watch it in China. This is for getting a lot of people to watch it in India. This is for getting a worldwide audience of new fans that aren't really fans; they're more just consumers. And I really, I really, really don't want to sound all in, back in the day and things like that. Because it's not my style, but it really, I just, I have no interest in this. Like, if you, if there's this, like, the Premier League, you have earned your right to be in it. So you have qualified for it. If you, if this tournament is just the teams, same teams every year, no matter how they do, if you don't have to qualify for it and it's just about the money rather than the prestige, then they're friendlies. They're just yeah. friendly games. I have no interest in watching it. As m There's all of the moral arguments and all of this stuff that we will go on about and I'll get ranty about and all of that stuff. But even on top of all that, I just think it'll be shit. Like, I don't think it'll be good to watch. They, they are good teams. But I don't think that the motivation of the players is going to be the same as it would be in the current structure. I just think all of it's just going to be a bit crap. Well, that fucking rule of um, any player that plays in this league will not be allowed to play in the World Cup or European uh, Europa because yeah. you will not be allowed to represent your country. Well, anyone who plays for a top eight nation, what is the point other than greed and money? Mm. Like, 
I can see people from, I don't know, Serbia, say, say Haaland, who, who plays for Norway, who the country might not often get to a World Cup. Like, there's a chance now that they've got him up top that they'll probably qualify for a Euros or, or a World Cup at some point. But they don't qualify consistently just turning around and going, no, I'll play, I'll play in that league. But I can't imagine people like Rashford or look, look at look at, Rashford, look at Gareth Rashford. look at Gareth I, Bale's relationship with with Wales and and how how much he clearly loves playing for Wales and you know I understand that he's someone that's on the back end of his career at this point but this I just can't see it going down well him basically being told you are being retired now yeah. I just put on the screen, Kieran saying that UEFA and FIFA are taking international players hostage and there's no winners in that. Yeah, you're right. I don't like it on either side, that one. Um, but I can under, but I if it's if it's if I've got to pick a side on that one, and as much as I mean UEFA and FIFA are awful as well. We shouldn't forget that. Like corrupt pieces of shit all over the place. But like on that one, I would have to take the UEFA side as a way of stopping them. Uh, have you seen much of the government stuff today, Ivria? I've heard that Boris was having talks with the FA about how to stop this from happening. Yeah, because, of course, you know, it's not like there's any corruption in that party. Um, <laughs> but, no, uh, basically, the gov- one of the things that they said was that based on this money that they're going to get, clubs in the European Super League, the government was saying they'll use, like, windfall taxes on them. And they also won't approve visas for foreign transfers for those clubs. So they would basically be restricted to buying English, well, British and Irish players. Which, when I first saw it, I went, wow, that's really serious. But I, I, I don't know much, but I'm pretty sure legally, restriction of trade-wise, there's absolutely no way that'll fly. Yeah, I think yeah, that's that's the the thing. There is that you would also have to implement that on the Premier League still. Yeah, like uh, I've just had a message from John Cogan, who and it's crashed again. There we go. Uh, just saying, it's oh. nothing more than a glorified pre-season tournament. I mean, it's in the middle of the season, but yeah, we'll have, we'll have a title challenge. He'll hope Newcastle get up there, and saying it'll be a far com- more competitive league. It will be. For a few years, but there will probably be another six that breaks out of this if they all got kicked out. Uh, which again, I don't think will happen, but I really do want it to. Um, but the and the other thing was uh, that this whole root and branch review of football was offered in 2019 and everyone was really mad about it. That's as much as I'll say without being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> No, as, and as well, you've you know we go back to the owners that are involved, and um, I, I, I don't know if you've seen the statements from the UEFA president today, basically saying, yeah, we you know last we spoke to these clubs, uh, most were on board with the Champions League yeah. reform, and fully denying fully denying this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then he went off on. Uh, he wanted to go off on one about Juventus's uh, owner, didn't he? I think at some point. But 
Well, and yeah, I've uh, never was it, I've never seen a bigger. I've never met a bit uh, someone who told more lies. Well, he's lied right to his face. Uh, like obviously, uh, Alex Seferin is the UEFA president, and Andrea Agnelli is the chief executive there. Now I can't remember which way around it is, but I think. But either Seferin is godfather to Agnelli's daughter, or Agnelli is godfather to Seferin's daughter. They are like really best mates and speak all the time. And he was like. I've known this guy for years. He's one of my best mates. And on as as recently as Saturday, he said there's no truth to this. Uh, and he also singled out Ed Woodward for a serious amount of criticism. I mean, you know, everyone knew Ed Woodward was a twat, but it just appears to be even worse now. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if you saw the one of the initial statements that was put out was, and. I'll, I'll 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 say this to you, Jack. This this was one of the you know the concepts behind this you know one of the things that was going to boost this whole thing. And uh, tell me which Leeds chairman it reminds you of when they were talking about world class facilities. Yeah, there was there was a lot. Did you, I, I couldn't believe that there were people using Ken Bates as, as an example of a chairman that would never do this. Oh, I haven't seen that because God, that's madness. I mean, yeah, Alex, it was as, it was as, it was as, Mark Pugach, by the way. He was saying, "Oh, Peter Hill would and Ken Bates would never do this." Yeah, they would, and Ken so Bates he, especially would. Have you read Ken about Bates, him and the British Virgin Islands? Ken Bates got <laughs> planning permission for shit like this. Um, <laughs> look at Chelsea. There's a reason Chelsea can't have a bigger stadium. Uh, he's built them in. Um, yeah, I'd, you know, this idea of oh, we're going to have these world class facilities and like, yes, finally giving football fans what they want. Finally, we're all going to get the same quality burgers that they have at the Emirates. <laughs> it's like, no, mate, we just want good football to watch with as few dickheads as possible. Well, you'll be getting rid of all the dickheads, you know, if the European Super League happens. Yeah. The the other thing that's really pissed me off of all this is these clubs. Well, I, I off the top of my head, I don't know which ones did. I know Liverpool tried to, and the fans got so mad at them that they backed down. But like Arsenal and Spurs definitely took all the COVID relief money off the government while they were negotiating all these billions of pounds in the background. You know, laying didn't they lay off like eighty odd people? Yep, they laid off Gonosaurus. <laughs> Yeah, like no, just... no, no, it was fine because uh, Meza Ozil kept him around for a few months. Yeah, he was one of the first footballers to publicly come out and have a go at it. Like the first three, the first one I saw actually was Ander Herrera. Uh, yeah. Who, obviously, I mean, don't get me wrong, I am aware that it's easier for some than others. Like, because I don't know how it works contract wise for, like, say, if you're at one of the clubs that's in this, I don't know if you can get away with just coming out and saying, Nah, it's bollocks. Maybe someone who's towards the end of a career might be able to. But like I said in uh, our through it all together group chat when we were when we were where we're planning as writing and stuff. My first three interviews based on reputations publicly would be Trent Alexander Arnold, Jurgen Klopp, and Marcus Rashford. They'd be yeah. the three that I'd want to talk to because they're the three that I think would have the guts to go. Nah, this is bollocks. And and that's the thing. Players do have power at this point. Yes, I understand you have contracts and th you know things like that, but no club 
is going to, you know, I do, this this is how clinical it has to get now when you talk about players, especially in this situation. What are they going to do to such an asset as Marcus Rashford? That you know, I I understand there'll be there could be fine, you know, it could be docked wages, but he's not going to be sacked. He's not going to be in danger of losing his job through it. Um, the the problem is that. They're gonna wave a load of money in front of all their players at the moment. If this this gets agreed and they get all this money for joining the Super League, they're gonna throw the money in front of the players and say, "Sign this contract for five years, and you'll get X amount." And we will see the players that play football for football and the players who play football for money, because you'll have people like Rashford that will turn around and go. No, I'm not signing that contract because if I do say anything, then I'm going to basically not have a career for five years until I'm a free agent and then I can go back to playing proper football. Yeah, like, you see, it's one of them at the top of the game where because I don't know, I have no idea what it's like to be involved in that level of money, but I have always thought, and I do think it's true, that there isn't really any difference between earning 150 grand a week and earning 350 grand a week. Yeah, you know you're absolutely fucking loaded either way, and the 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 tough bit is if you're a player who earns four grand a week and you're getting offered ten. That's when it's hard to turn down. Yeah, to be honest, Bale will probably speak out about it because if they do say right, that's it, you're not playing anymore. Right, I'm off to go play golf. Yeah, he'll just retire. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. He can, you know, he can speak out about it against Spurs and then uh, return to his parent club. Who, ah, oh, shit, that's Real Madrid. Yeah, is that is that a contract this at the end of the season? Is he or is it next season? No, he's got one more year. Oh well, yeah. Because maybe, him... maybe if he just sits at home and does press conferences, slagging the whole thing off, he'll get released. Yeah, Wales golf. Be like a European WWE wrestler, League. just desperate to leave. <laughs> Wales golf, European Super League, Madrid. Um, I just I really the one one thing that I'll say is as much as you know as as much as I obviously you know there's no secret I hate Man United always have done always will what I would say is that domestic fans I haven't seen any Man United fans happy about this I, I Liverpool fans are furious Man City fans furious Chelsea fans seem to be furious as well Arsenal fans seem to be furious. Spurs fans are the one weird ones where I've seen a few. They're just and have I, to be a big club. I think it's because it's the they know it's the only way they're still going to be considered a big club. A big club. Arsenal and, and and fucking Spurs are in this as big clubs, and Leicester has won the league more recently than what they have. Well, yeah, but Fuck I mean, that. we we've Nottingham won it more Forest. recently than Spurs. We've won it more recently than Spurs. By six, by thirty one years. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's you. You look at the Spurs' record and just last won a trophy in two thousand and eight, and it was the League Cup. They last won the league in was it sixty eight? I want to say sixty one. It's it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while, just, and you're just like. The fucking cheek on you. Like, I appreciate you played in a Champions League final recently. Well done. 
honestly. But that doesn't mean you're a big club now. That doesn't make you good. And I, you, I was looking through for the like you know for the league stats. Fucking AC Milan and Inter Milan, the fucking goal on them in yeah, Italy. Yeah, I mean, you have to remember AC and Inter Milan are both coming off like a few years of paucity where they've been really like AC Milan have picked right back up this year because apparently it turns out bringing in Zlatan Ibrahimovic was still the best move to make. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly, but like they have been like AC Milan. With all their financial troubles and stuff, there were seasons where they'd be in, it'd be February and they'd be thirteenth. Like yeah. really, I mean, even Juve, who obviously dominate that league, and it's a piece of piss for them normally. What are they just just hanging on to fourth? Yeah, two two points in it between them and Napoli, or in fifth. Yeah, it's oh god, it's it's just fucking horrific. Just going back to the structure of it, because we didn't want to talk about it. They're saying three more expected to join. By the way, if anyone was on Twitter earlier, I know Alex messaged me. Uh, there was a German satire website that posted that Schalke were joining, even though they're like bottom at league with 12 points. And unfortunately, because no one in the English-speaking world knows it's satire, they just see an announcement in German. It's gone everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know who the invited clubs are going to be. Uh, and I don't know who the three are that are going to join in i still think that they're going to try and i could still see one of those expected ones being psg after this season's over like alex said yeah i reckon psg's one and i reckon the other two are ajax and psv hmm i i would hope ajax football dna stuff like that i would hope that they're above that and like you know i really don't want them to do i like i mean because like my Italian team, four years were were and technically still are Juve, but like I, they've got Cristiano Ronaldo now and they're this, so I don't care anymore. Uh, <laughs> German team, Dortmund, like most Leeds fans, because it's Twin City. Uh, I was really glad to see them turn it down. Same with Bayern turning it down. I don't think any German teams are going to be in this unless it becomes such a success that in ten years it's the norm and they figure out some sort of way of promoting and relegating fairly i don't see how it'll ever work i think it's stupid but because of their 50 plus one thing where 50 percent of the votes plus one vote go to the fans i think that's why they just turned it down out of hand because they know if they put it to a vote it's gonna get voted down yeah like without a doubt it's gonna get voted down so there's no point in even trying um if if maybe like even though they're not the best teams in the league at the minute, maybe a Lyon or a Marseille. Probably not Marseille, actually, with their fans, but maybe Lyon. I'll tell you who I think are probably jumping to try and get into something like this would be any Red Bull-affiliated club. Um, well, Red Bull Leipzig's chairman, uh, CEO has come out and said, absolutely not, it's a disgrace. But... Red Bull will definitely be up for it. And they will just get a different CEO. Ah, Salzburg. <laughs> no, like I could see Red Bull Leipzig being the one German club that goes in because the Red Bull take over and sort of make it happen. Um the only the ones that I could see the only ones where I can see them really jumping at it are someone like Shakhtar Donetsk. You know, where then the biggest teams in the yeah. league by a, by a mile. 
and maybe that. But like, I'm just hoping that the I'm hoping that all these teams get made a massive example of, and it just kills it dead. I hope it kills it so dead that it kills all interest in the European Super League itself. They've got nowhere to play. Next season, they just have no games, and then they all have to start in Tier 10 again. And that's the thing. Like, If you if this doesn't work out for them, you are then, a com- you are then just a company paying massive wages with no income. You're the New York Cosmos. Of- yeah, they're just a brand. Still yeah. don't know if they actually have any players. Yeah. Um, you know, just this... um, Yeah, it's. I, I really hope it. I feel you know, I feel deep down that this is an extreme tactic to to renegotiate the Champions League deal. But there's that little bit in me, that little bit of doubt and worry in me that's just like these fucking disgusting clubs who just, there is no care for fans. There's no care for the system. There is is only money and television deals. And and that seems to be it. The the only... Like there's only three Spanish teams that have agreed that have agreed. The other Spanish team that I could see agreeing is Valencia because they, they are need in the, the money. shit and yeah, <laughs> they are in the shit and they're probably ringing them up asking, "Can we join, please?" Um, but it's weird thinking if this if this goes through, tonight could be the last time you see Liverpool versus Leeds. Next week could be the last time you see Man United versus Leeds. Yeah, and the last time that you played Man City, you beat them. Yeah, it's a shame actually that the announcement didn't come before that game because the entire country would have been absolutely delighted with that result <laughs> if, it, if the timing had been different. I, Dallas would have been knighted. Yeah, the other thing with those invited clubs is I don't. I mean, you know, yes, it's extra money, but like if you're one of those five invited clubs and you win the whole thing, you get like a quarter of the money that the other teams get just for being in it. It's yeah. just, it's just. It's just bollocks. I uh, I would love to have some really clever things to say about the details of it, but I just I just can't see it. Uh, Ali, who's a friend of the show, messages a lot, saying, "While the government have said they'll step in if UEFA can't stop the Super League, we know what that means. They'll put themselves in a position to get a backhander." <laughs> I certainly wish I could give Ed Woodward a fucking backhander. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite nice. I'm just looking now, actually, at uh, pictures of protests taking place down at Ellen Road as well. And, yeah, and it, there, and it there has was been a lot a case online of just, there's been, it was a case of online as well, just inviting Man United fans, Man City fans, Liverpool for anyone, come down if you want to protest. It's to, yeah, we are all, as fans, we are in this one together. Yeah, I, I was promoting it on, it on the Through It All Together page and stuff and talking about it. And genuinely, if, if my if Sarah hadn't given birth 16 days ago and wasn't still struggling a bit and me having to do a lot of stuff around the house, I'd have been there myself tonight. Because I think that this is worth a protest. And it's not That's like done- months it's not like months and months ago. We now know that it's very, very, very difficult to catch COVID outside. So 
I, I think that this is very much worth your protest time if you want people who's very good on you. And if someone shows up in a Man United shirt, by all means, have a bit of banter back and forth. But if they're there protesting, then we're on the same side on this one. You know, yeah. they're a football team we don't like, but it's not it's not that big. This is protecting football. It's bigger than club rivalry. Yeah. The, <coughs> sorry. The other nice touch from uh, Leeds at short notice is to crank out the banner, earn it on the pitch, football is for the fans. Yeah, there's a. I know there's one up in the cop as well. And have you seen all the Liverpool fans that have, you know, their cop is currently just all flags? I'm taking uh, them all down, haven't they? Pretty much all of the supporters' trusts and everyone that put those flags up are like, no, you're not using them anymore. Take them down. Yeah, I think one of the first things that people said was for Liverpool to agree was, you'll never walk alone, will you? Which yeah. I know that song wasn't used for that, but in principle, really. Yeah, well, that's how Liverpool market themselves. You know, people's club. I won't do the impression, but we're such a special club. Well, are you or are you such a special franchise? Yeah. Because that that's what it feels like. I mean, it was the same at, you know, Old Trafford yesterday, like that, that Busby quote right down the goal. And it, it's yeah. it's as if all these people that, you know, built these clubs, all the people who built these clubs are basically being shat on. And it's ridiculous. Like, uh, I currently try... I, I'm probably... I, I'm tempted to get rid of them all, but, like, I think that if, say... If Sky do buy the rights to this, if you're really against it, you have to cancel Sky. I'm not even saying don't watch it. Just watch illegal hockey streams. They don't get the money from them. Uh, get a fire stick. They're, they're, you know, yes, that is... Yeah. Yeah, it's illegal, but I think that is as a form of protest. Fair enough. I have no desire to watch any of it, and I'm, I, but I'm not going to stand here and promise I'll never watch a game from it because I know full well I'll break that promise at some point. But I have no interest in it. I also have no interest in watching. You know, there's lots of things I don't have any interest in watching, and I end up watching some of it. Like I, I'm, I don't really give a shit about rugby union, but I occasionally watch a game. I don't give a shit about the IPL in cricket, but I do see some of the games. Every time I've watched it, walked in on you watching porn, you, you know, you've always said you're not that fussed for it. Yeah, it, well, it's that's one of those, you know, I uh, I just, I was trying to make a Corbin joke about being present but not involved. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't sort my words out. <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, yeah, and uh, Jose Mourinho's been sacked. <laughs> <laughs> that was the well, other thing. Well, it's quite funny they've done it so soon to a to a quote unquote major final, as uh, I'm sure Spurs fans are billing this one to be. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's been coming. Well, it was literally on Stand Your Ground uh, yesterday. We were saying that he'll he sort of has to go. Um, I would love it to be true that it was, oh, he's so principled against this European Super League, and so, but I don't think it's all to do with that. And I, I think it's hilarious that they've sacked him before the League Cup final because his one thing is that he always wins a trophy. Yeah. And uh, uh, what do you reckon to be a point of... Because it's Ryan Mason and Chris Powell till the end of the season. Okay. 
Uh, I mean, Chris Powell's got a bit of managerial experience, and I mean, I'm pleased for Ryan Mason. And, you know, when it's temporary, by all means, just pick someone from inside. But, like, that, because it would be funny, like, I do, I wanted both Man City and Spurs to lose the League Cup final. Uh, I guess it's probably funnier if Spurs win it now. You know who I want to win the League Cup? I want Del Alli to win the League Cup. I want him to win it <laughs> on principle and just score and then two fingers up to the camera each time and just feel like, take that, Jose. Yeah. I'm just uh, assisted by Danny Rose as well. I'm I'm right in saying Ryan Mason, he's the one who played for Hull and had the skull fracture. Yeah. Right, okay. I was trying to figure out. Well, you know, if they do decide to strip uh, Tottenham and Man City from playing in the final. Brentford have won the EFL Cup. <laughs> oh, were they the the other semi finalist? Yeah, because Man United were the other semi finalist. <laughs> yeah, P- PSG get handed the Champions League and Brentford get handed the League Cup. I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Brentford, I'm fine with that. And somehow Brentford have missed out on promotion, but they're going to Europe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose the last thing, because we tend to, and I know for a fact that both the people watching this and us, for once, will actually give a shit about watching the build-up and watching Monday Night Football this week. Uh, Yeah. Do you think anyone involved at any of these clubs will come out against it properly? Not like, oh, it's, oh, you know, this is the board, I'm just this. You know, do you think any of them will just come out and say, "No, nah, this is shit," and I don't want to be involved? I could. I feel like Jurgen Klopp could do it, but again, that's someone who might have an eye on another club or another job at this point, and it might just be a "I have zero fucks to give now." Yeah. Um, you know that that's that's who it's going to come from is people who who know they are on their way. Um, I, I mean, that's the... James Milner's contract's up at the end of the season, so I'd quite like to see him do it. Yeah, um, I, you know, I'd I'd love to see any of these owners face a press conference. Love to see it. In fact, no, not a press conference. I'd love to see them face a fan forum because they they couldn't do it. But you know, there is not one of those owners who who could sit there in front of I'm going to say even fifty fans. And 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 take the level of questioning and abuse that they would get. Yeah. No. Uh, there is only what I think there's only Rashford from Man United that I could see doing it. Klopp, I could see from Liverpool if he's well. By the sounds of it, he was leaving at the end of the season, so I can imagine that being a a thing. Um. There's part of me that thinks Pogba could, but I think the money will get to him more than what he would be willing to speak out. Yeah, um, he's one where if if the international thing, if they could actually make that stick, because as much as you know, he he does go up and down in terms of his motivation. He does all kinds of give a shit about playing for France. Yeah. So, uh, possibly. Kante will be one that goes under the radar. He'll just leave Chelsea. He won't say anything, but he'll just go. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because 
I'll, I'll tell you what, in, based on some of the stuff he says, Sadio Mane is not the worst shout for doing something like this as well. Like, he no. seems to, off the field, have quite good principles. If I was going to do a list of odds, who'd be the last one to say something? The last one is Serge Aurier. <laughs> <laughs> See the modern-day Pascal Chambonda. Oh, he's just an ass. <laughs> like, I, I tell you who. I tell you who must be rubbing their hands in delight at all this. Mino Raiola must be looking at this, thinking, "God, there's going to be some brilliant business to be done here." Yeah, he is just. I mean, he's going to end up with. He is just going to end up with like sixty percent of the league, isn't he? And George Mendes is going to have thirty-five percent. Ugh. Right, well, I think that we've got some of us bile and anger out of the system now. Uh, I I, can't, I I believe I went 4-2 Liverpool tonight. What did you go, Casey? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with us. I can't remember what I predicted, uh, but I'm gonna go with us keeping the run of two one wins going. Cool, Alex. As you hear, what do you reckon leads to Liverpool tonight? I'm going with an on on field player. Uh, um, protest of Liverpool just not doing anything and you winning 3-0 by default. Uh, ah, one, the, cl the classic one team in Tallinn. Yeah, I was trying to come up with a Beeston version without just saying one team in Beeston. I was trying... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, in, in, in all honesty, I, I think you could pip him. I think I'll say 2-1 leads. Yeah, you see, he knows he knows where he knows what teams he's made support. He knows that we'll be around for a beer at some point. Don't want to piss <laughs> us off, but yeah, that'll do us for episode 116 of the Mighty White's podcast. We're on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod and on MightyWhitesPodcast.com. Podcast goes up everywhere other than Acast. Uh, I won't have time to upload it before doing some work, but it'll be uploaded fairly soon after. Uh, the stuff we write goes on through it all together, which is at thiu it's all lufc. Uh, we all write stuff on there. At the minute, we haven't bothered writing anything about this because we've stuck to lead specific stuff and all we'll just be writing is fuck off in big letters, so there's no yeah. point at the moment. You can't uh, you can't top that article either, can you, of uh, uh, the reasons to why we should enjoy the uh, the European Super League. And the article was just, you can't end of article. Isn't any, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex is on Twitter. I haven't done a banner, but it's... At armchair wrestle one uh he, he presents a wrestling podcast which you've probably noticed we sneak a few references into because we're on it most of the time uh he does some good interviews and stuff uh he also writes on the buzz which is on twitter wtb.com and what the buzz.com yep cool i'm amazed i remembered that right so uh i think that that's all we need to do so i've been jack see you i've been casey have a good one and that was Alex. Uh, bye, Alex. In a bit, guys. In a bit. <laughs>